بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته everyone we praise Allah سبحانه وتعالى and we send praises and salutations and blessings upon the final messenger Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam um, brothers and sisters in Islam we continue with our Dhul Hijjah diaries and this is the fifth installment and uh, once again we take a lesson from the lessons of the life of Ibrahim alayhi salam and the Hajj and uh, the days of Dhul Hijjah especially the first um, set of Dhul Hijjah uh, and in particular the takbir the famous takbir Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar la ilaha illallahu wallahu akbar Allahu Akbar walillahi alhamd right there's there's different versions to it sometimes you can say three times at the beginning or sometimes you make you say meaning you say Allahu Akbar three times at the beginning or sometimes three times before the end um, all this is established in in in, in the sunnah i've just shared with you one uh, narrated version and uh, a rough translation of it would be Allahu Akbar Allah is greater Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater, meaning greater than everything. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. There's no one worthy of worship besides Him. He is greater. Allahu Akbar, He is greater. Walillahi alhamd. And to Him and for Him belongs all praise. Now, um, it is said that this takbir stems from um, the life of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And in particular, in particular, when he was... Um, uh, fulfilling the command of sacrificing his son. Now, no doubt this is a massive, massive, uh, you know, uh, test upon a human being. The most beloved matter to a parent is uh, his or her child. And um, for those who followed the life of Ibrahim, you would see that, you know, he started making dua in earnest for a child because for a long time Allah didn't give him a child. And his main objective from wanting to have a child was because he sincerely felt that he was the only one on earth who truly worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he wanted a child who would continue this message uh, so that the, you know, the light of guidance and the beacon of light would continue to exist even after uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam. So now here you have a situation where you have your child and then you're told to drop him in the middle of nowhere and now okay alhamdulillah you pass this test and then the father sees a dream um, over uh, you know over a period of time and he understands from it that he needs to uh, sacrifice his son and in fact since we're talking about the days of Dhul Hijjah it is said that uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam uh, started seeing uh, you know uh, these dreams around uh, you know the fourth the fifth the sixth or the fifth the sixth and the seventh uh, of Dhul Hijjah and then uh, on the eighth of Dhul Hijjah he began contemplating the dream and you know um, really giving it this importance and uh, due diligence because he felt that this was not just any dream but it was revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, some scholars say the 8th of Dhul Hijjah which is the first day the Hujjaj go to Mina which is also known as Yawm At-Tarwiyah they say from the meanings of Tarwiyah is Rawwa Yurawi Tarwiyatan this means to play something back to contemplate to play something over and over again in your mind to contemplate over something over and over again so this is what he began doing and then on the 9th of Dhul Hijjah which we call the day of Arafah and Arafah means to know they say that Ibrahim knew what he had to do he knew that this was not just a dream but revelation thus it's called Yom Arafah and then on the 10th which is known as Yom Nahr, the day of sacrifice this was the day that Ibrahim put the knife to the neck of his son 
right? Now, you can imagine, you know, this whole emotion, this whole reality. This is a human being dealing with another human being. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions to us this whole, uh, you know, uh, strategy that Ibrahim alayhi salam used and that he gave his son tarbiyah and, 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 and development and waited for the right moment. Allah says, uh, you know, uh, uh, in, in, in Surah Safat, um, uh, about this this incident between Ismail alayhi salam and Ibrahim alayhi salam and, uh, and the conversation that you know when uh, Ismail alayhi salam uh, you know reached uh, you know the circumstance and situation to comprehend and understand and uh, and act proactively upon this great trial and test that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was was going to release to him قَالَ يَا بُنَيْ Ibrahim then spoke to his son and said, Oh my dear son, إِنِّي أَرَى فِي الْمَنَامِ أَنِّي أَذْبَحُكَ Indeed, I continuously see in my dream that I'm slaughtering you and it's a continuous matter. It's, you know, every dream I'm slaughtering you. This is a revelation from Allah. فَانْظُرْ مَاذَا تَرَى What do you think, my son? Huh? Now, subhanAllah, it's, it's like, you know, when, when, when you build somebody up and you're confident that they're going to say the right thing. Right? And obviously he's a father. You know, it's going to make his life easier by his son saying the right thing rather than, you know, doing it without any conversation. And he waits in earnest to hear what his son will say. And Ismail says, Subhanallah, Ya Abati, O my dear father, if alma tu'mar, do what Allah has commanded you, commanded you to do. Satajiduni, inshaAllah, you will find me, uh, you will continuously find me, God willing, uh, from the patient. So now, uh, here, Ibrahim alayhi salam takes his son out of Mecca towards what we know today as Mina. And, you know, he's training himself. He's doing this takbir, reminding himself, Allah is greater, Allah is greater. There's no one worthy of worship besides Allah. Allah is greater, greater than me, Ibrahim, greater than my son, Ismail, greater than my desires, greater than my wishes, greater than my whims, greater than my fancies. This is the reality of my Lord, right? He's training himself. Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater, the greatest. Walillahi alhamd, for him is all praise. And he constantly does this until he has to sharpen the knife. Imagine him sharpening the knife, looking at his son, lying down flat, and he's sharpening the knife, knowing what's going to happen, right? And in, in, in his mind, it was going to happen. This was the command. Right, and he has to teach himself Allah is greater, Allah is greater than me, greater than my desires, greater than my love for Ismail, greater than what I want. Everything is from Allah, and to Allah, everything will return. This is the reality of this takbir, brothers and sisters, that we are repeating throughout the days of Dhul Hijjah. We should be repeating it from the first of Dhul Hijjah until the 13th in an in a unrestricted manner, as the scholars say. And then, yes, we have the restricted manner, which is after every salah for those who are not on Hajj, from the 9th of Dhul Hijjah until the 13th, from Fajr of the 9th. Until Asr of the 13th, right? And we'll touch on that on another lesson. But um, the unrestricted takbir happens throughout the days of, uh, of Dhul Hijjah. And when we say this takbir, we need to teach ourselves Allah is greater than all the sins that we do. Allah is greater than all the desires that we have. Allah is greater than all the whims and fancies that we lean towards. La ilaha illallah. There's no one worthy of worship besides one Allah. We don't worship our desires. We don't worship our money. We don't worship our ego. We don't worship our desires. We worship one Allah, la ilaha illallah. There is no one worthy of worship besides Him. Allahu Akbar is the greatest. Walillahi alhamd. For Him belongs all praise. Brothers and sisters, this is a lesson we must take from these days of Hajj. This training of ourselves. It's not just lip service to the dhikr, lip service to you know the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, but it should be said with meaning, with emotion, and developing ourselves as a result of it. Really understanding and believing what 
our, you know, what is present on our tongue. This is a, a, a lesson for, that, that, you know, we share in this diary, in this fifth installment of our Dhul Hijjah, uh, diaries, uh, for those who are not on Hajj, and for those who are on Hajj, and for those who are not on Hajj, send this to those who are on Hajj after you practice it yourself, because the Hujjaj themselves also from, uh, around the 10th of Dhul Hijjah, they will be announcing this takbir, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallahu, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. This is yet another lesson from the life of uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam and Ismail alayhi salam and uh, this further proves the attachment of these uh, two notables to the month of Dhul-Hijjah that we are in that houses the fifth pillar of Islam, the Hajj. Inshallah, uh, in upcoming episodes we'll discuss uh, you know um, uh, a little bit more about the restricted takbir and the unrestricted takbir and then we want to also tap into other lessons uh, from the life of Ibrahim and Ismail and how we can uh, use them now in the 21st century to develop ourselves especially during these blessed days until then salamullahi alaykum wa rahmatuhu wa barakatuh